AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff back at it again. Thursday afternoon, recording this bad boy. Three and Out podcast. My guy, Colin Coward's podcast network. Football's here. Thank you, Jesus. Because I I had an epiphany today that I I can't do like the NBA offseason and then the Odell Beckham articles. I, I can't take it anymore. For the love of God, I just want to talk about the games, the practices, the players. I I can't do the off the field fluff anymore. Don't get me wrong; I, I'm not trying to act like I'm on my moral high horse here. I, I like it as much as the next guy, but it feels like this year, 2019, the la- especially the last couple months, has just been more than ever. And I I've officially tapped out, and I'm ready for football. And thank God it's back because I if we like had two more months of the off season, I, I might quit. I don't think I could do it anymore. But we got actual football, actual things that impact the teams and the players and the coaches. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, And we'll get into all that. We'll get into Jalen Ramsey. He showed up in a Brinks truck. Uh, I'm a little, and maybe it stems from, I I am tired of the get the bag culture. We're going to dive into that in a second. Nick Bosa signed. There are three teams right now in the league that are just operating at a different financial level, just in terms of the way they do contracts, how forward-thinking they are. We'll talk about those. Uh, the Odell Beckham, I'll give Odell Beckham credit for this. He just took over my timeline today, and it had nothing to do with Pat Shermer. It had nothing to do with the trade. It was just football. And God, he looked good. He is a transcendent talent. We'll dive into Beckham. And what I'm thinking I'm going to do is I wrote down just some topics, some things around training camp. This is what you do when you work in the NFL. You keep track of every team, just some things that kind of caught my eye, and I'll hit on them all. And then, of course, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff is my Instagram. I'm going to start doing three or four Instagram videos a day, just kind of short two or three minute ones on just topics. Uh, obviously, I always take your guys' questions. My, my DMs in my Instagram are wide open, slide right in. And I'll get your questions here on the podcast. But I want to start with this. I've had enough of the get the bag culture of players that have already made money. I cannot take it. Because in every walk of life beside pro sports, no one cares about rich people. In the sense that we don't have any sympathy for them. 
I saw this quote the other day. Someone sent me this article about Peter Kors. You know, the guy that runs Miller Kors. Uh, was bitching and moaning about like aluminum tariffs and how it was costing the, you know, the business money. And it's like, I, I understand. Like, and you're, I'm as pro-business as anyone in America. But most of us don't have the energy, to, unless it's our own business or the business we work in, to feel bad about other rich people. Like those are rich people problems. We literally, that's one of the defining kind of like political waves uh, of this, of last, you know, election, what's going to come up in this election is just rich people. They all, it's always, they're screwing America, they're getting off, blah, 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 blah. It, they don't get the benefit of the doubt on anything. And most people always go, well, that's, I, I don't care. Yet for some reason with pro athletes, we're always like, they're getting screwed. They are getting screwed. Get the bag. Get it, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis deserves more. It's like he's just making $150 million. Jalen Ramsey, pay the man. Do you know that Jalen Ramsey, when he was drafted three years ago, so he's going into his fourth season, was paid $23 million. I rounded up. It was 22.9. But no state income tax in Florida. $22.9 million before he had ever played a down of football. I think Nick Bosa just signed today for over $30 million. Over $30 million. He has not played a down of football. No one said for all the guys. Now listen, Jalen Ramsey's been a great player. We all thought he was going to be really good. That's why he was drafted high. But we've thought about that about a lot of players over the years, right? Especially the last five or six. I'm even talking after they cut the crazy rookie money to what it is now, which is still good money if you're drafting the first round. But think about half the players in the first round do not work out. Do you know what we never say is, you know what, he should give all that money back. Do you know another big pet peeve of mine, really quick before we dive into Jalen Ramsey, is they did not honor the contract. Alan Hearns was just cut from the Cowboys. And all I saw, same with Mike Daniels, was just cut from the Green Bay Packers. And all I've seen on Twitter is like, I'm so tired of the NFL, they do not honor the contract. A deal is a deal. Well, actually, the deal with Alan Hearns is they could cut him at this point in time in the contract and not have to pay him. Clearly the same thing with Mike Daniels. So, yeah, they did honor the contract. Because if it was a true four- or five-year deal, more than likely, they would not have cut him. So, if anything, why do we never put the blame on the agent-slash-player? Alan Hearns signed that contract. Clearly, he probably wanted a little more upfront money. So, a couple years into the deal, they could get rid of him. They literally honored the contract. They're just following the letters of the law. That's welcome to business. This is not a charity. This is professional football. Now, I understand Jalen Ramsey thinking he's worth more. I'd argue, I understand the argument where he's coming from. But Jalen Ramsey, like there is something to be said for having a feeling for the room. Also, having a feeling for He doesn't sign the checks, but he's in charge of giving out the money. Who would you say the last person, maybe in NFL history, that would enjoy seeing a human that's one of his best players show up in a truck full of cash that banks drive around in with an armored guard that has a, uh, that has like a bullhorn slash microphone screaming out, pay the man. I would say if Tom Coughlin's not one, He's in the competition for one. So Jalen Ramsey, hey bro, have a feel for the room. Because I also got news for you. The one thing we've learned, definitely in the NBA, and even in the NFL, if you are an elite player, which Jalen Ramsey's is, I'm even non-quarterbacks, I'm talking the Khalil Macks, the Aaron Donalds, the Jalen Ramsey's, the Odell Beckhams, you will get paid. Whether the Jacksonville Jaguars pay you, or the other 31 teams pay you. I promise you one thing. Jalen Ramsey's will get a massive contract. That is 100% inevitable. And if for whatever reason, Jalen Ramsey could never play football starting tomorrow again, he's already guaranteed $22.9 guaranteed million dollars. And he's only played three of the four years. But he would still, he would never have to pay back the fourth year. He already earned it. So the quote-unquote get-the-bag culture, Jalen Ramsey already got the bag. He's just trying to get another bag. 
I don't understand. Like, I, I, I get where you feel some sympathy for Dak. You know, this guy's been making six, $700,000. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL and a starting quarterback on a really good team. He deserves a pay bump. I don't think you would hear anyone disagree, whether you're pro-management, pro-player, pro-big-business, pro-employee, whatever. That's just common sense, right? But I'm sorry, I'm not losing much sleep for a guy making $7 million. It's probably worth 12 or 13. Your time's coming, brother. Not everything happens overnight. That's not the way business works. There's a reason they signed you to five-year contract. And even if whatever they don't pay him next year, his fifth-year option is very lucrative. I think it's like $12 million. Same thing with Zeke. His fifth-year option is very lucrative. These guys are not getting screwed. You can't just pay every single player every time they want to get paid. Just like the NFL. A lot of teams have a lot of players that they would probably like to cut right now. But because of the contract, whatever, it doesn't make any financial sense to cut them. I'll tell you what no player has ever done. When they've been overpaid, and then they sucked for that team, they've never paid the team back. Unless legally, because they quit or retired or something, they were obligated to. But if legally they were not obligated to, no player in the history of America, in the history of American pro sports, has ever just paid money back out of the goodness of their hearts. Yet the teams take all the wrath. And I get it. We, we always go after big business before we go after the employees. But these employees, especially a guy of Jalen Ramsey's level, is making a ton of money. And if you had any common sense, and these people advising these players, and I get their egos get so big and they do not listen to anybody, it was moronic showing up in that Brinks truck. Like, it's kind of funny. I laughed on social media or whatever. But again, the guy that's going to be in charge of giving you that money would be the last person on earth that would get a kick out of that, that would enjoy that. Hell, he would be the first person to absolutely hate that. So, come on, bro. Whether the Jaguars pay you or whether they trade you to the Niners or the Cowboys or the Bucks or whoever, you are going to get your money. Like, have a little more common sense, my man. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well... Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. 
brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. It's Rich Davis from Covino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. One thing, you know, we all hate different things. You know, certain types of people drive us nuts. For me, the person that I hate the most is the super rich guy that's cheap. And I'm not saying the super rich guy that's cheap in a sense of like he's not going to waste money left and right, but the super rich guy that penny pinches. And that's Dean Spanos. And for people that don't live in California, Dean Spanos is, my dad was a farmer. He farmed basically from Sacramento down to Los Angeles. And Spanos owned that area, real estate. That was his grandpa. And then his father, you know, 40 years ago, bought the San Diego Chargers. Now, Dean, his son, usually like the third generation, they're a little looser with their funds. Dean couldn't be any cheaper. He is as stiff of a billionaire as you will ever come across. And the 49ers, one thing made me nervous with Nick Bosa when they drafted him. Beside, I, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know, I didn't love the player. But the other thing that made me nervous was the Bosa family, and it starts with the dad from the the behind-the-scenes information I have, is the dad somehow feels like he got screwed in his NFL career, and again, he's a little of the 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 get-the-bag culture, and I I understand it. you got to get every dollar you can at every moment. Well, Joey had some issues with the San Diego Chargers, because the San Diego Chargers, when you sign these rookies, let's just use a flat number, Let's say you draft a guy in, in the first round and his number is $20 million is what you have to guarantee him. Well, at the moment he signs, you give him you know, $8 million or something. The other amount of guaranteed money goes into escrow. Like That's the antiquated way the NFL works. So you have to have the money of p- true guarantees at the moment of signing. Dean Spanos was so tight with Joey... He just he would rather put it in the escrow account than just give it to the player. But like again, just for so you understand, he no longer has that money. He's giving it to the NFL. He was he was fighting with Joey Bosa that he wanted to defer the payments to the escrow account instead of just giving it all up front. Talking with people today with the 49ers like they didn't really worry about that cuz their mindset is pretty simple. You're giving away the money anyway. So if it makes the player happy, it's not on you whether he blows it all or doesn't. Like He's a grown man. He's got people around him. But he wants his money up front. That's a sticking point for him. Just give him the money. Because again, you have to give away the money at the point you sign it. You give it to the escrow account. So you're going to give 10 to him and 10 to the escrow account. If he wants all 20, just give him all 20. It's his money no matter what. Again, this they were not fighting for money that was not theirs. They were just fighting for the way the contract was paid. And the 49ers are consistently on the forefront of being good with their players when it comes to money. They don't get in issues. If anything, they've taken some, I guess, quote-unquote shit. Uh, An agent said that it's bullshit the way that they structure their contracts. Because the way they typically do it is they do a lot of upfront money, and then by like year two or three, they can cut you. But when they can cut you is not when free agency starts. They usually do it a month later. But again, I'll say this always that as a player and an agent, you don't have to sign a contract. You, you don't. 
you can say no. So whenever they've signed a contract with a player, the player has happily signed that money because usually they give big upfront bonuses. And when it came to Jimmy Garoppolo, who next year, two years into the contract, they will be able to cut for, I think, less than $4 million in dead cap. They can just get out of the contract. And you go, God, that screwed up. That, that, that will be, let's just say Jimmy has a disastrous season and they cut him. But yeah, the NFL, not offering five-year contracts. Well, the, 49, the way I look at it is, well, the 49ers gave him $70 million after he had played 10, actually, at the time, he'd only played eight, hell, eight, no, seven games. He played five for the Niners and two for the Patriots. They gave him $70 million in guarantees. He had played seven career games. So yeah, part of their leverage was, we want a little wiggle room if this doesn't work out. But you know what Jimmy Garoppolo instantly became when the 49ers signed him? A very, very rich man. And I think you see with Bosa, and I was of the, I I kept talking to a couple people with the Niners, I'm like, I don't know, I'm getting nervous, I don't know if you guys are going to sign him. And I kept hearing, it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine. I didn't really believe him. And they were telling the truth. And I think there are three teams in this league that run circles around everyone when it comes to money. I happen to work for one of the guys, Howie Roseman. He's as smart and as dynamic of a GM. His resume now speaks for itself. The hoodie in New England is as unique of a head coach slash general manager as probably we've ever seen in pro sports. He's the head coach. He's the GM. He's in charge of the money. He does it all. He is He's literally the ultimate football human. I mean, he's just... He's the greatest non-player in the history of the NFL, in my opinion. Because he can coach. He literally can coach every position on the team. He's one of the greatest GMs we've ever seen. And he manages their salary cap. Now, unlike the Niners and the Eagles, he benefits a little as his quarterback, who is happens to be the greatest of all time, consistently takes under market value deals and help them kind of run their entire operation. But... I give Brady some credit for getting the big picture. I take a little less money, helps us sign guys, helps us set the culture. I'm already super rich. I'm going to be a legend in Boston forever. I'm already worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, I I got news for you. The bank doesn't follow you, doesn't follow the Hearst when it's all said and done. It does not. Just got news for everyone. Does not follow the Hearst. So a lot of these super rich people die with a lot of money in their bank. But the Niners and Eagles consistently do two things well. When they draft a guy and they like him, they take care of him early, one. And two, they're just very good with agents. Like Howie Roseman's greatest strength, or I mean one of his greatest strengths, is he has very, very good relationships with agents. I went for a walk today. I was sitting at my office. I'm like, I got to get outside. I was just felt cooped up, felt like a cage cat. And I was walking around. I'm just, I was thinking, listen to some music. And it kind of hit me. You know, most times, like, coaches and even GMs, like, I hate dealing with agents. Think how stupid that is. Why would you hate dealing with agents? You have to deal with agents. They are the decision maker and hold a big, you know, key to get what you need. This is the most important part of your team, the players. So wouldn't it behoove you, if you were a general manager or even a head coach, to have really good relationships with most of the key agents? Now, I'm not saying a lot of them don't, but when you think coaches and you even think GMs, you think them always arguing with agents. And again, I'm not saying arguments aren't, you know, not normal because you're going to argue when you're talking over a lot of money. But I would want my general manager to have very, very good relationships with agents. I have a front row seat for Bob Myers here with the Golden State Warriors. One of his defining positive attributes is how well he deals with, with represent now he's a former agent himself, but he realizes like those guys are kind of the gatekeepers to what I need. If I can get those guys in my side, they'll funnel me some players. They may give me a discount because at the end of the day, the player. Do you know what he doesn't know? The language of his contract. All he knows when the agent says, "I got you thirty million dollars. Cool, I'll sign it." They don't know the intricacies. Mo- I'm saying most of the players. Some of them do, but most of them don't. So if you're in with the agents, you're going to be able to do progressive deals make things happen. And who consistently makes things happen the most? The Niners and the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are, they've crushed it. The Niners, you know one of the reasons they went on this crazy run with Jim Harbaugh? Is because even when they sucked, they were always keeping their own sweet players. Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, Frank Gore, Vernon Davis. 
When Harbaugh got there, all those guys were on second contracts. Easily. Like, no one really noticed because the team sucked, but they were just equipped to kick ass and take names. And, And when you just bitch it like bitch and moan about every penny on every contract like the Chargers it just wears you out and the Bengals and part of it's because they don't have much money like Al Davis always wanted to pay a bunch of players his problem was he just didn't have any of the money I always appreciated for Al say one thing he was always aggressive if anything he had to be like Al pump the brakes slow down we can't spend all this money but he was he was always willing to spend the money. Now, you could say the problem was he didn't always spend it smartly, and that definitely was the case in, in his latter years. But there's a fine balance. You have to be willing to spend the money. You have to be willing to give players, quote-unquote, what they want when you're going to give it to them anyway. I understand for fighting for things like, listen, we're only giving you a four-year contract, and the guy wants a six-year contract. I, I get those type arguments are tough. But when I'm going to guarantee, when, when we're all on the same page about guaranteed money, and all you're technically arguing for is when you give me the money, if I have to have that money at the date of signing no matter what, why do I care if I give it to you or give it to the escrow account? I have to have the money on hand. Think how stupid that is looking back about the San Diego Chargers. We do not do business that way. You don't, Dean? Well, you're cutting the check either way. Why wouldn't you just give Joey the money? Like, that was the one thing today with Nick signing that made me realize, like, God, the Chargers are pretty ass backwards. Like many of you, sometimes I'm sitting at my desk and, you know, I I can only take so much sports podcasts, sports radio. Really, Colin's probably the only radio show that I consistently listen to. And even I don't, I consume Colin through my television in the office. So I don't even, it's weird. And even when I was down there with him, you know, three or four months ago, he's like, it's, I don't really run a radio show anymore. I do a TV show. And he's right even though, you know, we all think of him like a radio host, and technically he is, but I consume him through the television. But that's really the sports talk that I consume, beside my reading and Twitter and Roto World and The the Athletic, I read a lot. I also write for him, but that, that would be the one. But that's a little more local. I For the most part, especially the second half of the day, I'm a music guy. And I'm if I'm at my desk, like if I'm at the gym or whatever, I use Pandora, but if I'm at my desk, I use YouTube. And I don't really know how YouTube works. I mean, I've read about it, the algorithms. They just know what I like. I just go to playlists, hit play, and they just give me random stuff. And it'll be everything from just, you name it. I mean, you guys, I'm sure a lot of people listening, you do it too. It's incredible. Sometimes you'll just end up on a song. Like, what song is this? I love it. Today I'm sitting there doing a couple things. And I just have YouTube on in the background. And Whitney Houston comes on. And it's a live performance from 1985 with David Letterman. I'm saving all my love for you. And I, I kind of click on it because I just hear this voice. And it was incredible. And you're just watching it. You're like, she was really young. She was beautiful. I mean, her voice is just mesmerizing. If you go to the video, search it on YouTube, Dave, a young Dave Letterman. I mean, shit, it's 40 years ago now. It, yeah, 40 years, more than 40 years ago. 94, 2004, about, yeah, about 35 years ago. Not a math major. He's mesmerized. I mean, he's just, he's shell-shocked. It was like the most amazing performance he'd ever seen. He couldn't hold, uh, like, he shook her hand, but he held her hand. He was just staring at her. I mean, he was kind of like at a loss for words. It was incredible. Because at the end of the day, she is as talented of a performer, just when you factor in her looks, or just she can dance, and then her voice is as good as it gets, as we've ever seen. Now, that was 1985. I was born in 1984. I don't remember really that Whitney. I remember the one that struggled with drugs, the one that was married to Bobby Brown, the one whose life was in shambles. So, but at the end of the day, she's probably, if we did a, you know, American Idol from scratch with every performer in the history of the world, I don't see how at minimum she's not in the final four. She might even, she would be a one seed. She might even win the whole thing. And I think today on my Twitter timeline, now obviously this guy hasn't had issues with drugs, though there was, might have been a little cocaine on that. Paris or wherever the hell he was in Europe with the pizza uh, in the picture. But to me, Odell's career has become about a lot of stuff that's not football. It's just a lot of a lot of not good stuff. Even though, unlike Whitney, and I'm, the parallels don't work perfectly because Odell hasn't been arrested. He's not really, not really a big problem. But he kind of is a problem for some, some of the teams. It's little things and they just add up. But today, I took a deep sigh of relief and said... Thank God we have Odell the football player back in my life, not Odell the celebrity. 
because Dustin Fox, who played in the NFL, follow him on Twitter, great follow, hosts a radio show in Cleveland. I think he works for the Cleveland Browns too. Was just at practice tweeting videos of Odell just demoralizing and destroying every defensive back in his way. He looked incredible. You know why? Because he is incredible. He is as talented of a wide receiver that's come into the NFL in the last 20 years. Now, I'm not saying he's the best wide receiver. Hell, he's not even the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Like, Antonio Brown has consistently been that guy for the last six years. But Antonio Brown was drafted in the sixth round for a reason. He was nowhere near the talent that Odell was coming into this league. He can't run like him. Now, he's worked his way and become a great player. Odell's biggest problem is two twofold. One, he's played with a shitty quarterback and just a terrible offensive operation the last several years. And two, he gets hurt. He just can't stay on the field. But there is no disputing his talent. That's why I wanted the 49ers to trade for him. I'm watching that thinking, I can't believe the Cleveland Browns got this guy from basically the 17th pick in Jabril Peppers. That is insanity. That is nuts. That's the easiest trade John Dorsey will ever make. And when it comes to Odell, and I know Colin talks about this all the time, he's basically an NBA player in the NFL. And it's even more than that. He has become one of the most polarizing players in the league. He's one of the most famous play- He's easily the most famous non-quarterback in the league. But it's for a lot of the wrong stuff. It's about stupid stuff. It's about stuff that's just starting to wear me out. Because I love Odell, the football player. I want to watch him play football. He has a really... He has a chance, and I know he... It kind of sounds like hyperbole when he says, I'm chasing Jerry Rice, trying to do this. He can do whatever he wants to do. He just got to stay on the field. Because I promise you this, when he's on the field, no one can cover him. And in these next four or five years in the prime of his career, if he can stay on the field, no one will be able to cover him. I promise you that. I've been watching the NFL for a living now for 10 plus years, and there's just not many guys like him that come through. And I'm even talking great players. He is uncoverable. So at the end of the day, for all the fluff and all the comments and all the GQ articles and all the stupid shit that surrounds him, the great part about having football back is we just get Odell the football player back. And I was thinking today, watching him at Cleveland Browns practice, I actually think being in somewhat of a smaller market, though he's going to be on a team that's going to be covered like a big market, is going to help him a little bit. I don't know if he's going to be able to fly under the radar because once you become Odell Beckham, you don't fly under the radar. But when you play in Cleveland, it's not the same as playing in New York. Now, would he be as famous if you would start in Cleveland and not New York? Probably not. Because when you, as I said on my last podcast, when Odell claimed that the New York Giants were only playing on primetime games because of Odell Beckham, no, Odell, they were playing on primetime games because they're the New York Giants. They just happen to have Odell Beckham. They played on primetime games when they had LT. They played on primetime games when they had Michael Strahan. They've been playing on primetime games when they had Kerry Collins. They play on primetime games because they probably have 15 million fans. And networks like a lot of people to watch because that's how they make money on ratings with advertising, and that's where the cash comes from. So, Odell, yeah, you helped. I mean, people want to watch you play. But the main reason that they get play on Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football and Thursday Night Football is because they're the New York Giants. Now, at the end of the day with Odell Beckham, if he can kind of somehow just stay focused on football, the sky is the limit. Now, I'm not some Whitney Houston, you know, historian. I, I don't know all about her ups and downs, but clearly she got involved with the wrong guy. She got involved with drugs, and it derailed her career. Because you watch this video, her with Letterman, and a lot of earlier stuff in his career, even, you know, I was listening to the Kevin Costner podcast he did with Bill Simmons, and one of my best friends has a, has a cabin up at this place called Fallen Leaf Lake. And if you've ever watched the movie The Bodyguard, that's where Fawn Leaf Lake, that's where they shot the movie. It's where that boat blows up and Kevin Costner dives into the water when Whitney Houston's kid was there. And she clearly had the world by the balls. She was the most talented singer. She was just stunningly beautiful. And she was even a good actress. And then her life just fell apart. And I think we often see that, not necessarily parallel that perfectly with, with great talents in pro sports, but we see guys that don't get to live up to their potential. Because really the sky is the limit for Odell Beckham. Just like it was at one point in time for Whitney Houston. And you can say, well, he's already become really famous. He's already really made a lot of money. He should be able to do so much more. Like he should have a six or seven year run like Antonio Brown just had. You know, that's that's what he should have. Not Because you could argue right now he's underachieved. And watching him play, and, and at the end of the day, what I like most about pro sports are the elite talents. Like I want to watch LeBron James. I want to watch Mike Trout. 
I want to watch the Odell Beckhams. I don't watch pro sports for overachievers. If I want to do that, I go to De La Salle High School, which is five minutes away from where I'm sitting right now, and I go watch their football practice. Because, yeah, they got some good players, but they got a lot of overachievers in that operation. When I sit down, I watch the NFL. I want to watch the best of the best. And that's what Odell Beckham is. And it kind of felt the last year and a half he wasn't really living up to that in New York. Now, it wasn't all his fault, but I really hope that he's able to live up to that in Cleveland because he's he's too talented not to go down as one of the all-time great wide receivers. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, You have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better. To essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't Hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, With three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Here's what I'm going to do. Now that we have so much going on, if there's not like 10 topics, you know, that I'm super passionate on, I might just write down like a bunch and just have a segment on every podcast up until the season starts where I just go around the league and just things that kind of stood out to me or a story I saw, just 
hit on it, and we'll move to the next one. That's what we'll call it Training Camp Live. <laughs> I just made that up. But yeah, Training Camp Live. Start with this. Mike Tomlin gets a one-year extension. Only in pro sports do you just randomly give the guy the one-year extension when you know it's kind of a make-or-break year. To me, it's kind of stupid. Now, I, I do think that Mike Tomlin, who's probably coaching for his job somewhat this year, has earned it. I mean, they have won so much. He's made the franchise so much cash. He's kept them consistently winning. I don't really have a problem for it. My way too early prediction here on July 25th, I actually think the Steelers are going to win the division, but let's just say they don't. Let's say they don't make the playoffs again. I think he gets fired, and I think he's the head coach at USC next year. Uh, What's his name? Lynn Swan. What's his name? Yeah, Lynn Swan. That's his name. Is the athletic director at USC. I, I think that he would offer him eight or nine million dollars to be the head coach of USC. Now I also think Mike Tomlin would have NFL offers, but that's a way too early prediction if they don't win the division, which I think they're gonna win. Pat Shermer. In that GQ article, which I still kind of refuse to read, but I read a lot of excerpts from it, Odell Beckham had a line that said Pat Shermer had texted him the moment after he was traded and it just said, Oh just saw the news. And Odell basically responded, no shit, you made the news. I think Pat Shermer, if I had to rank 1 through 32, he would be my last head coach that I would want. I think he's the worst head coach in the NFL. And I also think he's a pretty big fraud. Like, Pat, this isn't 1967. We're not completely more dumb. We understand what's going on. Players, coaches, fans. Like, we understand that you did not like Odell. You can't text him, oh, just saw the news. Like you weren't in the loop. Like you weren't working hand in hand with David Gettleman. I don't, I, I, I was critical of Odell for some of the comments in that article. This one I completely support. Pat Shermer looks like an idiot on this text message exchange. The Washington quarterback race. I saw Jay Gruden said it's going to come down to the wire. Uh, Alex Smith's career's over. So it's basically just Case Keenum versus Dwayne Haskins. I think at the end of the day, if you're Jay Gruden, and he's also basically admitted, or he's already admitted, that he's coaching for his job. They got to make the playoffs or be pretty damn good. I mean, I, I would imagine if they went 9-7 and seven and Haskins looked good, he would not get fired. But that's the key. Haskins to look good. If I'm Jay Gruden and I feel that Haskins is better than Case Keenum, and I don't see how he would not feel that, I don't think Case Keenum's that good. I would just start Dwayne Haskins from the jump. Because that would give you the best chance that maybe by October, November, he can get a feel for it, he can get in a groove, and he can give you the best chance to win. Because we know with Case Keenum, your team has to be pretty super super loaded for you to have a chance. If you're on a flawed team like he was last year, you're going to get your ass kicked. So Case Keenum's a good backup. I would just roll with Dwayne Haskins from snap one. Now, I don't know, like I haven't seen any clips of Dwayne Haskins. Maybe Dwayne Haskins is just terrible. I'm saying if it is close, I lean with Haskins. And I'm going to assume, I don't know why I'm going to assume this because I'm not even the biggest Dwayne Haskins fan, but he should be able to beat out Case Keenum in training camp. I said last week, when a player goes on pup and he was not injured in, in the OTAs, it's a big deal. And I said, you know, J.J. Watt being on pup scares me a little. Well, he passed his physical and he's off pup. So it clearly wasn't that big of a deal. But then I saw that TJ Watt, his brother, pass rusher for the Pittsburgh Steelers, is now on pup. I'm telling you, my, my little brother is a member at this country club close to Sacramento. And I went to play in the Skins game on Wednesday night. And I was playing with the guy. He's a big Niner fan. And he was telling me, he's like, you know what? I play fantasy, but holy hell. And this guy's a lawyer. Really smart. Went to Duke. Really sharp, actually. I was impressed. He's like, it's really hard to keep up with the NFL. I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I don't even do it that well, I feel, any more than what I did in the NFL. Like when I was a super NFL geek. And I felt when I was in the NFL, I didn't know enough information. It is a really, really hard sport to keep up with. The amount of players, the amount of transactions, especially over this next month, it is pretty crazy. So just, I go to Roto World uh, five or six times a day just trying to pick up with what I've missed. Julian Edelman, uh, I, I don't know if he hurt his thumb in spring OTAs. It looked fine when he was doing his big tour, you know, for uh, the, the documentary 
that he filmed on Showtime, which someone actually told me, a buddy of mine, I think, text me, or maybe someone told me out last week that it's really good. I need to check it out. He has a hurt thumb, and he's going to miss a couple weeks. I know this if I'm Julian Edelman, and I Julian Edelman's a championship player. I love Julian Edelman. I love everything about him. I would imagine in the back of his mind, he's going to be a little nervous. The Patriots draft a slot receiver every year. They drafted the Barrios kid from Miami a couple years ago. Uh, I mean, they, they just they always have that position. How did Julian Edelman get his job? He Wally pipped Wes Walker. If you're a Patriot and you come in injured to training camp, now I'm not saying he's going to get cut, but you kind of spark that thought in Belichick's mind. He goes, "Well, we can just get this guy for you know an eighth of the price." So I, I if you're Julian Edelman, clearly, I mean Edelman's one of the toughest guys in the league. If he's hurt, he's hurt. But you better get back on that field as fast as possible because there's a chance that one of these guys that the hoodie has drafted these last couple years just starts dominating at that position. And again, the hoodie, who's basically an NFL economic professor, will just do the math. So I'm nervous for Julian Edelman that he's going to get Wally Pipp sooner or later. Now, it's inevitable in New England, but the quickest way to do it is be injured. Josh Rosen. Uh, I saw that... I almost called him Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald went on that rant about phones are the reason that people are not attending games. Pat, while I agree phones are somewhat a societal problem right now, they are not the reason people are not attending Northwestern games. Probably overpriced. It's just we can just watch it at our home in front of our 70-inch television in the stack refrigerator. But I read that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the I almost said the Tampa Bay, the Miami Dolphins quarterback, He's been on 50 different teams. The Miami Dolphins quarterback is taking first-team reps. And I was on Doug Gottlieb's radio show today, and I said, simply put, under no circumstances, when you were gifted this former number 10 overall quarterback that a couple years ago was viewed as the number one quarterback prospect in college, you acquired him for, I think, pick 62. You have to start him this season. You have to see... For 16 games, get a sample size of what this guy can bring to the table. Maybe you have something in Josh Rosen. Maybe you have a franchise quarterback. Maybe you don't. But the only way to find out is to play him. Because here's what we know. Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of the better backup quarterbacks of the last decade. He's not a starting quarterback. He's not good enough to get you to the playoffs. But having him around, having him coach up Josh Rosen, and just having him be around Josh Rosen is a good thing. But kind of like Washington, but even differently, because Josh Rosen's already played. So he's already got NFL snaps. Make him your starter, see what you have, and then at the end of the year, if you suck, draft a quarterback. If you don't, keep rolling with Josh Rosen. But to me, the biggest no-brainer is Josh Rosen has to start week one. Let's get to the middle cop mailbag. Slide up in the DMs, at John Middlecoff, and uh, I'll answer your, pod, your questions right here. Two questions for the pods. What are the stats that you look for to tell if a team is performing well? I've heard Colin reference yards per attempt to tell if a quarterback is protected by his offensive line and things of that nature. Just curious to hear your perspective on the topic. Also, what's a storyline that is being undercovered going into the season or something that you're keeping an eye on the most that people aren't? think about that my first one I think it depends I know gamblers yard per play is a big one for me on just talent and how good a team is total yards don't mean that much to me uh I'm big on just on defense scoring defense I mean at the end of the day the goal of the sport is to not allow points scoring defense turnovers sacks those are the number those are things I look for you know, in football. And obviously, more in-depth analytics, pressures. I mean, getting pressure on the quarterback, to me, is huge. Offensively, one thing I'm going to start monitoring, and I've been thinking about this a lot, is how many catches your running backs have. Because successful offenses throw the ball to their running back a lot. So that's definitely something I'm looking for. Yards per attempt is, you know, is a big thing to tell how much a quarterback is pushing the ball downfield. Uh, you know, tendencies on third down, you know, what your conversion rate is on third down, I mean, that's the must down. That's the must have down. I would imagine, just thinking out loud, how many yards you're gaining on first down. I would imagine most of the best offenses in the league 
have the highest yards or average yard uh, gain on first down because it just makes the sport easier, right? If you have to go less far on second and third down. Storyline that's being undercovered would probably be like Zimmer and, and Tomlin coaching for their job. Think how crazy that would be. Can you imagine if the Vikings miss the playoffs with how much they're paying all their players and their quarterback? I think Zimmer would get fired. And I think if the Steelers, who I think are going to win the division, so that's my prediction here, but I don't feel great about that, I think he'd get fired too if he if he didn't make the playoffs. So that would be pretty crazy if two guys, Zimmer and Tomlin, you know, lost their jobs. How much does Aaron Rodgers constantly get so much love and he constantly misses the playoffs or no shows in big playoff games? I'd have to go back and dive through his numbers. I mean, I remember vividly off to hand, he wasn't that bad in some of the games they lost versus the Niners. Their defense was atrocious. Now, that game that they lost to Seattle, I, I would imagine if you're having beers with him, now, I don't know if he'd have beers with normal humans. You know, he's, Aaron Rodgers kind of an elitist. He'd probably tell you that McCarthy screwed it up. I, I, I think Rodgers has the perfect balance right now. And I, I think LeBron kind of got this. Most people consider him to be the best quarterback, and he takes a lot of shit. You know, for getting coaches fired, missing the playoffs. When you're at the top of the mountain, the wind blows the fastest, right? So I, I think right now he's the perfect balance of most people say that is the most talented quarterback before we learned about Mahomes last year in the league. But he has his flaws. As a personality, like he's not, feels like not the easiest guy to get along with and not the easiest guy to coach. So I, I'd have to dive through the numbers. I feel it off the top of my head. Remember the one year? Who'd they lose to? Atlanta? I know because I bet on the Packers in the NFC Championship game. Remember how terrible the defense was? And he rattled off two playoff victories. He went to Green Bay and won. I forget who they beat in the first round. Oh, they beat the Giants. Did they beat the Giants? Yeah, they beat the Giants. That was the Odell Beckham when they had the bye. So, or no, they had the bye? Or that was just when Odell went to Miami for the day. But he beat them. Was that a different game? Now I'm getting my years mixed up. But I remember one year that they went to the NFC Championship game and they lost to the Atlanta Falcons the year that Atlanta went to the Super Bowl and Rodgers just carried a terrible defense. So, at the end of the day, Rodgers is a stud. He's just flawed. I mean, we're just most players are. I mean, Brady's flawed. He can't move. Hey, man, question from the mailbag. Where does Jamal Adams rank among NFL safeties? I'd argue top three and give him an outside shot at Defensive Player of the Year. I'll be completely honest. I haven't watched that much Jets football. I like Jamal Adams a lot coming out of uh, coming out of college, but I've probably watched the Jets play twice in the last couple years. In last year, bits and pieces of them. So to make like a definitive take, you know, I've watched a ton of Ed Reed when, when Ed was humming. I'd watched a ton of Earl Thomas. I'd watched a ton of. I'm just trying to think of recent in recent memory really good safeties. I, I haven't watched that much. Jamal Adams. Now, people I trust speak really highly of him. He's an active, I mean, he's just a versatile, physical player. Uh, yeah, it's a big year for him. I, I don't know, just thinking off the top of my head, how good is their defense? They have Leonard Williams. They have Quinn and Williams. But, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a big year for him. The corners kind of suck. Who do they have at linebacker? I mean, they got rid of Jerron Lee. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think if the Jets were to make the playoffs, he'd definitely have a chance to be the defensive player of the year. After your experience in an NFL organization, do you think a female coach will actually be able to make an impact in the league? I think at the end of the day, if you can help a player, he doesn't give a shit if you played, if you never played, if you're white, if you're black, if you're a dude, or you're female. If you can coach a wide receiver or coach a quarterback and give him an edge on game day, which means he's going to play better, which means in turn he's going to get more money, they don't care who it's coming from. Now, it's a little different, I guess, a quote-unquote female, a girl, whatever you want to say, than a guy. I've been around a lot of shitty guy coaches. So to think that if she is qualified, whoever she is, and I know there's several female coaches throughout the league now, listen, there are a lot of guys that don't deserve to be coaching in the NFL it's just because they know the right people. So I, yeah, I, I don't think it has any bearing. It's just how good of a coach are you? You know, and that's... That, that would be the separating factor. In which division do you think coaching will determine who makes the playoffs? Who and why? Every division. 
literally every division. I mean, I, you can't make the playoffs without a good coach. I, I think it's it's really hard to have a Jim Tom Sula, you know, to have a, a Steve Wilkes, a Vance Joseph. If you're a bad coach, you will not make the playoffs. It's just, that's a fact. So, I would say, you know, you might be able to go the AFC North because Freddie Kitchens probably has one of the most talented teams in the league and he's it's going to be playoffs or bust. I don't know if he'd be a one-and-done coach, but if the Browns went 7-9, and nine, could he get fired? I don't think he'd be a lock to keep his job, so I'll go the AFC North. Mailbag question. Out of the players holding out, Zeke, Gordon, Mike Thomas, Clowney, Chris Jones of the Chiefs, which of these players do you think are needed most by their franchise and which team should sign, extend these guys ASAP? Well, listen, I, I, I've been hard on Zeke, but I will not dispute his importance to the Dallas Cowboys. My main issue is like, Zeke, you don't get to really hold out when you've just been a problem child. But Jerry's kind of soft. Maybe he would pay him. They need him. To me, Melvin Gordon by far is needed the least. Mike Thomas, check out how much they depend on Mike Thomas in the passing game. So he'd be right up there with Zeke. Clowney, I, I think they could get by. But one of the things they hang their hat on is that front the defensive line. Him and J.J. Watt cause a lot of problems. I actually think when you think about it last year, J.J., who I did not expect to be as good as he was, part of the reason, though, is you have so many, you, him and Clowney, you can't double-team them all, so you kind of rotate between the two of them, and J.J. gets to get loose. While Clowney is not some dynamic pass rusher, he still is a major threat. And when it comes to the run game, you have to double-team Clowney because he will destroy you. So I would say Clowney would be above Melvin Gordon. The Chiefs, their defense isn't great. Chris Jones is clearly their most talented. Well, you got Frank Clark. You go, well, you got him and Frank Clark together. That's a pretty talented defensive line. You add the Honey Badger, they should be much improved. So I'd put Chris Jones right up there too. But Mike Thomas is very important to what the Saints do. Zeke's very important to what Dallas does. Chris Jones is very important to what the Chiefs do. You go, well, the Chiefs defense sucks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they led the league or were like second in the league last year in sacks. Uh, I'm getting a lot of questions I posted on my Instagram feed. I'm kind of hooked. It's like basically my bachelorette or my, you know, real housewives is the uh, the last chance you. I'm not on season four yet. I'm on season three with this coach Jason Brown that they brought to the middle of Kansas. He's this white dude from Kansas, but he's just insane. It is just, I, I can't turn it off. It's, I mean, it's kind of sick because, I mean, this dude swears every other word. Just a disaster. I mean, I don't even know if he knows that much football. He's just cussing at everyone. It's it's terrible TV, yet I, I, I cannot turn it off. I'd highly recommend. Season 3, uh, season three Last Chance You. Uh, let's see if I can find another question. That's it. So hit me up on Middlecoff Mailbag. I'm running out of questions. I got so many DMs right now. I've answered them all. And if I've if I haven't answered you here, I've I've answered you directly. Appreciate everyone interacting. Enjoy the weekend. Your football team's back in action. Can't wait. We'll actually have padded practices starting next week for every team in the NFL. Buckle that chin strap, baby. And if you're a fan, get your fingers ready because you're probably about to draft fantasy in the next month. So start locking in. I'll be here to help. Uh, again, thanks everyone for listening, and let's get ready for some football. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. 
That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.